everyone, welcome to the 28th podcast and you know as always I started the podcast with the game we were excited for the most Beyond Good and Evil 2 and we're going to wrap up E3 pretty much uh, this is the E3 of dreams for many people most of the people got what they wanted joining me on the panel are Aman and Arnab hey guys hi yeah that took a bit of a delay there i you, we should get faster <laughs> at this okay considering this is a 28 podcast anyway i, I was so what are yeah, you waiting aman for was crushing, uh, aman was crushing we definitely 10 out of 10 <laughs> anyway so guys just quick opinions on this e3 did you get get what you wanted out of it um you go first arnab uh was it the pot was it the like e3 we wanted definitely was it the e3 we deserved not exactly there was more to be expected but all in all i'm pretty damn satisfied well what did you expect i expected a lot of other like you know different developers coming up not just the people who like you know the big ones hmm. i expected like gunfire games to bring out dark siders 3 and uh, a lot of other games that should have been hmm. on the like you know front uh, like front page and all that they didn't deserve the place and all that but yeah a lot of promises not a lot of content to back it up so that's the expectation and, and aman let- what about you um I, I i was honestly not that hyped like i wouldn't say i was that excited for this year's e3 i felt like a lot of things got missed out um especially in the square enix uh Say conference. I remember watching the Square Enix conference and it ended, and I was like, "What?" Oh, the Square Enix <laughs> one. By the way, guys, yeah. if you want to know that, we did do a live reaction on that. We you can find out if Aman can put the link below. Whoever is handling the chat, uh, <laughs> that was one big WTF moment there. Uh, and but 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 the, I mean, okay, fine. Age of Empires four did not show, but let's face it, we never expected it to happen, right? No, I I expected Age of Empires four. I wanted to see Age of and the worst part is that they already revealed most of these games that I wanted to see. Yeah. They, they already talked about Avengers Initiative. They already showcased. We never saw the Avengers Initiative, though. Sadly, uh, they already showcased Final Fantasy VII remake. They already showed us the initial trailer for Age of Empires four. Uh, they showed showed us so many things that they did not make an appearance this E three. So I'm, I don't know, man. I'm kind of upset. Which is it, it could have been. Which is funny, because the next segment we are moving on to is the best reveal out of E3. (laughs) So, Arnab, go ahead. What do you think is the best reveal? That's that's a hard one. Aman, why don't you go first? Let me think about it. Um, For me, the best reveal, if I have to see, like, if first time reveal, I did not see Dying Light 2 coming in. Honestly, uh, like wait, I was Dying Light 2 revealed before or was it a like, trap? No, it did not reveal before. Okay. So it revealed the first time in E3, as far as I know, right? I did not see it coming, so it was a complete surprise and that was nice. I did not even see rumors or anything regarding Dying Light 2. So it was nice to be surprised. Okay. But yeah, it was okay. Like but nothing big. Does Unravel 2 count? It was revealed and was released on the same day. Technically it was leaked. Oh, fine. What about Star Wars? Yeah, but I don't think it. You can call it the highlight. 
Star Wars Last Jedi Fallen Order. That was that was a reveal that happened in the yeah, press conference. Yeah, it was it was a reveal, but it was definitely not a highlight of. <laughs> it was literally one guy just talking about yeah, we're working I on like it. How, I like how there's a palpable. No, silence. but uh, so so um, in the comment section, uh, Ash Ashwin asked, "I wished a Halo Six trailer." And I don't know. Isn't Infinity Halo Infinity technically Halo Six? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Halo Six like, was yeah. a reveal, though. That Halo Infinite was a reveal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of people talking about like you know Ghost of Tsushima, Splinter Cell, uh, like eh. Oh, Splinter. Splinter Cell was not revealed. I remember everyone watching Ubisoft waiting for Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> They even had the green I background, right? I was waiting right? for Splinter Cell. Okay, so. <laughs> We can't count DMC. Is can we count DMC as a reveal? Technically, no, yes. No. It was the first time we saw it, but we knew yeah, it was yeah, coming. Yeah, it was. I I know several people, including prominent people, who weren't expecting DMC to show up at E3. Who were those yeah, people? Yeah. Uh, Rishi, for example. Rishi was not expecting DMC. <laughs> Rishi was full skeptical about DMC showing up. Ah, uh, that's very strange. What about Bethesda? Yeah. Uh, Bethesda, Bethesda had a lot of reveals if it had not been leaked by. Uh, see, yeah, Walmart. They kind of took a dig at that also, but uh, if like I have to go about one reveal, that is the best for anyone. Like, yeah, sure, Skyrim wasn't the best game of like anything, but still, he like Elder Scrolls Six being revealed, even if it's just a fucking what five second teaser, that does it. Like. Yeah, for that, all the people out there, that, that does it. That apparently did everything. The five second. I I I saw people going crazy over the thirty second uh, teaser with Skyrim music, and no one like no one noticed the fact that it was Skyrim music. Which is, <laughs> they pretty much rehashed everything, and it still worked. It still and despite the <laughs> conference before Microsoft announcing DMC, Cyberpunk, everything under the sun, <laughs> I just constantly took the cake somehow. Yeah, uh, it's funny it was, how it was. It was out of the blue, taken like honestly, like what? It has been what thirteen years? So it's a decade and a half later they re- reveal another. Thirteen years? Where are you living? I think uh, Skyrim came out in two thousand eleven. Yeah, two thousand eleven. Yeah, decade and a half. Decade and a half. I don't know, man. It's like it feels like it feels like Todd Howard has been releasing the game for like what twenty years at this. Point. Oh, my pick is very special edition as a game reveal. Uh, it's not, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, like very special edition. It's definitely. You know this. This is an actual product. It is. It is. I didn't check it out. I know. I know. It's pretty That's sad the best that part. It's pretty sad that we don't own Alexas. Otherwise, we could have totally played it for free. And I, I, I buy third world problems. Yeah, of, of course, but, someone will buy it. But let's talk a little more about uh, Elder Scrolls Six. What do you expect? We we saw nothing, but we can make speculations about it, can't we? I mean, as as many problems as Bethesda has had, I've had with Bethesda's games. I, I'm still hyped for the for Elder Scrolls Six. So honestly speaking, I don't expect Starfield or uh, Elder Scrolls Six to come out before 2021. Neither do I. Neither does anybody. To be very fair, uh, that's the uh, launch window that I am looking at, somewhere around 2021. Mm-hmm. Not even 2020. I don't see them coming in the next two years for sure. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I expect. I expect more news about uh, Starfield to show up next year. 
mostly because they are working on Starfield right now and not on Elder Scrolls 6. Mm -hmm. So Elder Scrolls 6 I think will be even further delayed. Even if we see uh, Starfield somehow miraculously show up uh, around the end of 2020, uh, the, we aren't seeing Elder Scrolls 6 anytime soon. Okay, fine. That's that's all fine and dandy. But what do you expect out of uh, Elder Scrolls 6? Um, one of the biggest things that Todd Howard talked about in the beginning, when uh, like right after Skyrim, was that they will only start building. Uh, Elder Scrolls 6 after they have the tech to build it. Mm -hmm. So I am guessing more than anything it will be next generation. So I, I honestly more than anything out of the next generation now that it's we're already getting hints of it coming. Uh, I don't want graphics honestly speaking. This generation was too much about graphics. I want about gameplay, about different mechanics and uh, possibly some AI uh, seeped into the gameplay in some manner. So yeah, that would be very very interesting to watch. I I don't know. I I liked Skyrim. I played a little, little bit of Oblivion when I was young, uh, very young. So I, don't I think Oblivion know. was the one that came out thirteen years ago that Arnab is suggesting. Yeah, that was the one that came out around two thousand seven. Yeah. Ish. Uh, no, two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five is when it came out. Yeah. Uh, we I had a boxed copy and stuff. It was nice, but I don't know what I'm expecting from Elder Scrolls 6, honestly. We'll just, we'll just have to see. I don't know. I expect a lot of new gameplay. Yeah. Um, if expectations regarding Elder Scrolls, uh, first of all, like Aman said, a new, like new tech, and by that, uh, I mean a new engine. Skyrim's engine was okay, uh, not the best out there, but still it did whatever it did as best as it could. But still, it needs to be improved. Arnab, you're echoing a lot. I don't know if I'm echoing from my side, though. He's not echoing for me, actually. Okay, he's echoing for me. Is it a problem? I don't know. I've shut down everything. Anyway, continue. I'll see if it's So, yeah. Out. And uh, if I have to uh, speculate anything, I hope it's a new, like, you know, place. Please. Mm -hmm. So, uh, location would be... I think we've had way too many Elder Scrolls game in the mainland, like the in mainland of Tamriel. I want them to move further beyond. Like Elder Scrolls game for me have always been regarding story and everything. Mm -hmm. So I want them to move towards Akavir or even take the fight to the Daedra, like we had in Oblivion. Where the we Daedra did, yeah. The, when the Oblivion, they came through the gates, so, right? Yeah, like Elder Scrolls have has had two games where the Tetra have attacked us. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a way they can weave the story as to, like, we can invade Tetra, the Tetric planes as well. But it will be nice to see where they take it. So that's what I'm expecting. A new, a new frontier regarding story and their tech. That's it. Rest we, of it can be developed. We take the fight to them like Infinity War, right? We take it to their turn. Pretty much. Yeah. That, that's actually pretty cool. And like, the, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to... Shove your sword down Molagbal's throat. I would, yeah, would definitely. Yeah. You know, what be crazy? Uh, do you think it's uh, uh it, it's uh, I'm I'm stepping too much here to expect. Just like Pokemon Gold had it. After you complete that game, it's unlocked. You have Skyrim in the next <laughs> Elder Scrolls game. Um, I. Mm, it's Bethesda. Hard to say. <laughs> they might actually put Skyrim in the next game. 
I uh, they might they might just do it as a joke. I, yeah. I, I, I like I like how everyone is now not even taking it see like not even taking it jokingly. It's very serious for us. Like they did, not, they, 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 did, they did release Skyrim and Alexa of all things. Yeah, I mean nothing is sacred anymore. It's as not a joke. Even, yeah, as a joke, yeah, as a joke. But like sometimes the joke has to stop. The joke. No, but they did. <laughs> they did it. And Skyrim is not a small game to port to anything. By the way, yeah, uh, it'll be awesome though if that happens. That's going to be the yeah, longest but, but, drawn out joke ever. To be honest, the very the very special edition kind of feels like you know uh, done like D and D. So it has that feel where you order someone. Oh hey, yeah, yeah. sword swipe and oh, it uh, it has been blocked. It actually nice. feels like a old old school text adventure. Yep, like old school text adventure now in audio. It's yeah. actually pretty fun yeah. if you think it's a very cool way. It's and a cool concept. And yeah. there, suffice to say, I think it has better gameplay mechanics than the actual Skyrim game. Hmm. I think I think Alexa is the next best console. <laughs> very true. Like, this is, this is <laughs> next gen for us. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> actually you know actually I'm, blind I'm people pretty, can. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's better than. You know, uh, did everybody? Joel, 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 Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure, sure Doom guy is very much willing to murder every single demon that has. Died. By the way, this time we're like coming back on Earth. Yeah, it's hell on Earth. Not in Mars or hell. It's in Earth. Yeah. Earth is destroyed by the way. Yep. So I'm pretty sure he is very much willing to dish out a tremendous amount. So of one of the reasons I'm excited for the new Doom game is simply because of the story. If you played the previous Doom game, you know how the game ends, right? Mm-hmm. and that ends with a very sequel vibe and it ended in a nice way it did not end in a cliffhanger way where you feel like you're cheated out of the story just so and now you have to play another game just to know what's happening right right uh, it ended actually in a very nice way where oh todd howard is in our stream it <laughs> the game ended in a nice way where we i i i feel like i'm excited for the new game that's coming out not just because of what it will offer from a gameplay perspective but also what it's going to offer from a narrative perspective and it, it's very weird for me to say that for a doom game which <laughs> actually no but you right on the money there but uh, did, uh, did they mention that if doom is going to have co-op in it uh no not doom uh doom will not have co-op wolfenstein will have co-op. Oh, okay that's wolfenstein sorry there were too many yeah. announcements on bethesda conference yeah i'm i'm so. pretty sure i'm pretty sure doom there will be no earth left much less of hell and mars and and the interesting part about even both uh, the wolfenstein game is that even that uh, i'm excited from an edge point of view because of how they're taking the gameplay which is uh, i don't know if you guys know but like wolfenstein in the new wolfenstein game you're not playing as bj anymore you're playing as yeah, yeah. yeah you're playing as his twin daughters and that's going to be co-op. Play- that's actually yeah. a pretty cool concept if you think about it that's a nice concept man that's a very nice and they're back in uh, germany i think 
Yep. And Paris, 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 Paris. Paris. And I love the concept that it's, it's like the world is still shit. I mean, uh, all his efforts did not really do anything. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how like he passes on that knowledge to his daughters. It's it's a pretty good story. Yeah. It's it's something. It's it's a gameplay narrative style that we have seen in the last five years. I think. Right. Uh, from take seeing Last of Us to um, games like God of War. to mm-hmm. a lot of games that i can re- think of which takes the uh, father and son or father and daughter perspective right or parent and child perspective which yeah. is very interesting very nice thing to see at uh, this is a very nice thing to see from a narrative perspective I think. But, and but, since i'm a very big lore nerd i i am excited honestly yeah but i guess we might have deviated we were talking about the game reveals we have yeah, sure. <laughs> we as, if, as if as if we care about that part but no. technically welpenstein is also a game it reveal. is it is it is a game reveal it is a game reveal um, yeah. cool i think uh, bethesda had the most game reveals so it, did, it did it did it did rage 2 was also a game reveal the first time yeah But they didn't to... announce the Fallout. It was in the Xbox before that. They didn't say if 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 Walmart hadn't leaked everything online, we would have had a lot more tech, like proper reveals. Hmm. Yeah. Than, oh yeah, they're coming. We just know. We just getting to see them now. Yeah. Rage two. I'm actually very hyped for Rage two. By the way. Ah, it's, that game looks nice, but I don't know about it. It seems it seems like a very fun, funky mix between Mad Max, Borderlands, and like yeah, exactly. It's the Borderlands three. I guess if I didn't, we're not getting Borderlands three, so we can't settle for it. It's the Borderlands three. We're not getting from like a Gearbox. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic, uh, which is about best game trailer, and I guess we're all unanimous on this part, aren't we? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah, it can only be one. It's beyond good and evil, too. So yeah, people are exploding in the chat section now. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure each and every one of them are going to hate us for not taking uh, Cyberpunk side, but no, it, it's on, actually it's a very close. It's it's um, a very close tie. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's I mean, Cyberpunk is brilliant. It was, it was great enough to just be behind Beyond Good and Evil too. <laughs> 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 because uh, let's be honest it was beyond good yeah, so tell me on uh, what made this trailer special for you uh more than anything the last 5 seconds of the trailer mm-hmm. when jade comes and they're like jade and like wait what yeah that, that, i i saw that coming though you saw that coming how I saw it coming because they, uh, we knew like when they were talking about uh, Beyond Good and Evil last year, they were already talking about how Jade is involved, but she is much younger, and we don't know where she is right now. Right. So, Achha, so uh, you expected think, that she would show up in this trailer, but did you expect her no, to I be expected, in the game? Uh, I, I expected her to show up in the game. I did not expect her to show up in the trailer specifically. So it was a nice did surprise. Did you expect I, her to show up as a potential villain? No, not that, that was. Yeah. That yeah. that was. That's a nice twist. Twist. Yeah. yeah. That was a very weird, uh, like, place to go from where they started in the previous game. So, um, exactly, exactly. Sai, uh, Sai is uh, saying that uh, at least pick a trailer that shows some gameplay. So we are just talking about a trailer that got us hyped up. No, not uh, technically speaking, Cyberpunk did not also show gameplay. They just showed yeah, the yeah, yeah. footage. Right. Yeah. 
and so, so this is that i mean gameplay there was surprisingly not a lot of gameplay in this e3 so i i want to talk about the bge trailer specifically yes. because i noticed a lot of things that you guys might not have oh go um, ahead so people who are uh, first of all they revealed a lot of new characters in the apart from jade being mm-hmm. involved they also revealed that old lady uh, who's into yeah. medicine and yeah she's this voodoo she has this voodoo indian uh, shaman aesthetic going yeah. on for her and for and for those who don't know um so, uh, like the world of bge2 like the societies and the communities of bge2 have an ins- have they have their religion or their way of life inspired from uh hinduism and chinese mythologies right yep. which is why you can see the uh, uh woman yeah, like the, woman. the sh- city of ganesha like the, apart from that in the trailer you will see the old, old woman uh, use acupuncture right yeah, 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 that's yeah, a, yeah. that's a that's a callback while also having these incense sticks and other things from hinduist cultures uh in there yep. which is a very nice touch apart from that something i really want to show uh, uh, talk about is the speed mechanic in the game oh so yeah just you've been going on and on about that mechanic just explain to us what it is yeah, yeah yeah so if you have uh, if you guys have seen the gameplay of beyond and good and evil 2 till now in youtube you will see that speed is a very very big mechanic in the game like in the sense that the faster you go in the game yeah. the more heat you get right simple simple uh uh simple formula yeah but what but, does that do uh, basically if you are a everything everything has a flying potential even your character has a flying potential because you have a jet jet pack right right so if you go too fast you can literally burn out <laughs> oh that is so cool <laughs> and that is something they trailer when the uh, when the uh, and some of you shot saw the trailer right now in the stream but like when they when they showed that the main ship kind of crashed and the other is going towards the main ship uh, you will see the smaller ship burned out and the girl had to jump out of the ship eject and go herself into oh, so the ship right so that's part that's actually going to be in the game yeah 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 i i feel like those are things that we will actually be able to play through which is ha- having me very excited because it shows that um, not only does uh, do you can you just lose and damage your ships and everything if you're flying too above your safety limits hmm. but uh, th- these are interesting tidbits that they showed in the trailer that i don't think anyone who hasn't been following the trailer uh, gameplay on youtube and the devlogs on youtube will have noticed so it's it's very nice to see all of this um, hinted in the trailer it to see when the game comes out and when people actually figure out these are actual game mechanics that they cannot escape right oh yeah i mean yeah what has me really excited is so if for those who do not know i just restarted playing beyond good and evil yesterday and i will be streaming it for most part today but what has me more excited about everything is this really jolly and really bizarre yet uh, comforting world that beyond good and evil has it's almost like right. uh, a disney movie or a studio ghibli movie that's it you have your uh, uh you have your humans then you have these pigs and all these crazy creatures and it's it's bit cartoonish but it also has this charm going on for it which i really really love and i feel it's kind of missing in the games that we have right now it's this full yeah, yeah, of course, yeah of course i i completely agree with you like when you're saying that we have this thing missing i can totally see it if you see most of the games 
even this E3, right? It's all yeah. dark, gritty, or realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most of them panning towards realistic these days, and not towards about some fantasy where you can take the liberty of, you know, not just incorporating orcs right. into every other game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this, it's very nice to see. BG2, I, I told you this before, BG2 totally reminds me of this one Disney movie called uh, Treasure Planet. If right. you haven't seen that, go check it out. You'll be hyped. Alright, like, I love hey, Treasure Planet. Game. I really love Treasure Planet. And yeah. by the way, uh, so... Uh, and the thing, that's what, right, when I first played Beyond Good and Evil again yesterday, and I just realized that, boy, I don't remember this game being as jolly as it is. And it's more to, I guess, me being so exposed to the recent dark, gritty, and the really, really, really grounded games that we've been getting. So it's just really fun to watch a game like this again. Arna, but I want to ask you, this is an Ubisoft game, and you being the biggest proponent of Ubisoft that we know. Uh, many people have raised the complaints that this is going to be just another Ubisoft product that's going to be downgraded. What makes you uh, believe that this will be different? See, again, like we discussed, uh, I don't know what, 10 minutes before, the, 10 minutes into the podcast is that this generation of game, uh, like games have all, like mostly have been about graphics and Honestly, if even if it's downgraded, does it look really bad? Are you are you just going to go for the graphics or are you going to go for the gameplay? Hmm. Now, a lot of people raise the concern like, oh yeah, gameplay matters. But not for Ubisoft games, apparently. That is what I see. Like, this trend of, I would say, hating on Ubisoft games has been coming from a long time. Granted, it's very much justified. Because they have done some pretty shitty, like, you know, moves and everything. But they are improving. Let, give them a chance. See where they go with it. If they fail, criticize them. That is not a bad thing. But just don't stop a progress in the middle of, uh, you know, uh, its road. Don't. Uh, right. Let, let, it, let it go somewhere. Let it, like, Let it breathe. For, breathe. Yeah, just... Work, let it work. If, if it doesn't, break it down, fix it, then criticize it, whatever. And At least let it stay for five minutes. But um, the thing is, I was talking about, like, uh, I was talking about to you guys when the games were being revealed. Is that the fact, I like the fact that Beyond Good and Evil has that, uh, like, what should I say? It's, it's a game, like, the entire universe of Beyond Good and Evil, like the concept and everything. It's ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Very well when said, BG, yeah. Like when BG came out, it was way ahead of its time. And I don't know. Michael Ansel has been working on this game for what? It's been in development hell for over 13 years or something. Like 10 yeah. years or 13 years. So like if it's coming out of a development hell after that much time and the developers are still sticking with it, that means they, it's a passion project. It's not a cash grab. It's not a shilling project. It's a passion project at this point. I mean, yeah, you, you didn't see how the person broke down almost last year, right? When yeah, they were trying I mean, to announce last it. Last E3, we saw them break down in the middle of the stage. And that just shows that how and much they love their game. And, and I'd like to point out, like you uh, correctly pointed out something. Like most uh, games that are stuck in development hell tend to change their uh, directors, game uh, directors, game creative directors a lot, right? Uh, the people leading those projects right. which are stuck in development hell. This did not change. This had the same voice people behind it, like throughout. Yeah, and, which, uh, which showed two I mean, things actually. 
which showed two things that the developers are it's about passion project and for Ubisoft it's a big risky endeavor which they're repeatedly investing into even though it's been stuck for so long so yeah and also one thing I would like to point out if like if anyone has any doubts like don't take our words for it uh, I think there's a, what a 10 20 minute uh, I think an interview with uh, the entire beyond good and evil team or like three three or four people from the core team and they talk about how beyond good and evil has been developing for the last 13 years and how they're uh, collaborating with uh, composers all around the world and all that and how certain gameplay features have been being developed ever since the uh, ever since the first game came out like i can understand why this game has been stuck uh, in a limbo for so long because the scale of the game is massive like it's massive doesn't the word massive doesn't do justice to the uh, game scale if you uh, go and check out their developer blog you will see how much they have been aspiring like yeah, sure. We have seen No Man's Sky. Turn up No Man's Sky five ta- five notch higher and improve upon it on like you know make a good polish on it. This so is not oh, yeah. So this is not an open world. This is an open universe. This, this is, is an a... open solar system. Let me let me uh, yeah, yeah. something. Okay. By the way, you're going to be from everything that I know, you're going to be playing in one solar system. You're not actually hopping from universe or galaxy to galaxy or stuff like that, right? You're right. confined to one single uh, solar system where they're like that you can actually explore. Now here's the interesting part. The place where we see Ganesha City, just opposite of that planet, like where Ganesha City is, right? There is a place where they your showers, like yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that area keeps changing depending on how the meteor showers are coming in. So they have this game has part procedural, part handcrafted universe, part uh, very scripted stuff part very exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, it, it's done in a very systematic way which is why I'm very hopeful It's the same hope that I had for Shadow of War, uh, War Shadow of Mordor 1 not mm-hmm. Shadow of War and, and I feel like that organization is going to help them uh, in a very stable way I, I see a lot of stuff about fighting and everything and it, it, everything just seems to be pointing out that this will be a solid game because they're looking at it from very uh, various different angles and not just one and before we yeah yeah go ahead is that and there is no uh, uh, what release date yeah. as far as i know they can there take, is no release date they so can take all the time they, they want yeah like ubisoft to be honest have been has been like taking their sweet little time for each of their game like they're not uh, churning out games after games after games and like throwing them away when it doesn't work. Careful how you say that. A lot of people might disagree with you in that. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. What about Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Yeah, uh, for again, for those who don't know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Origins uh, have been being developed uh, side by side. When the entire, when Ubisoft Montreal uh, pulled back from the Assassin's Creed, when Black Flag was released, they were shifted into two teams. Uh, one went for Origins, the other went for Odyssey. So uh, it's not it's not a surprise for me to see uh, the two lot of similarities because uh, if anyone has played Origins to to like until the end, 
uh, Aya mentions that uh, Egypt has fallen. Hey, hey, okay, uh, fine. We're, that's we're going on Rome to a completely fall. different tangent no, no, no. here. So, yeah. like, the trilogy will conclude in Rome. The trilogy has been set like way before these games came out. So, yeah, it's not a surprise for me to see these games look similar. Okay. Not just look quickly. Similar, but... Quickly, in like two minutes, let us talk about the Hit Records uh, Space Monkey program. Quickly, in like two. Yeah, three yeah, minutes. Quickly in like three minutes, let us talk about the uh, Space Monkey program of Hit Record. Oh, I, I, I want to talk think, about. I think Kaman is pretty qualified. Yeah, yeah let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, so I've been talking about. I've been. I've been for not talking, but I've been following Hit Record for since 2014 now. I think that is when they opened up. It's basically uh, what's that guy's name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It was 2004, yeah. by the way, since they were working on Hit Record. 2004. Yeah, it's a very old thing. I just found out. I was surprised. The website, well. the website opened up in 2013 or 14. I guess they renovated it. But let's go on. That, that's a fact. Yeah. Check, let's see. So it's basically a website where you can collaborate. Uh, where can where you can collaborate with other freelance artists across the world mm-hmm. to contribute to bigger uh, artistic work like uh, video game for this example or movies or big uh, opera music and stuff like that, right? Um, so the simple way is this is uh, the game's way of in- incorporating artists from around the world uh, and to showcase their talent and if they like it they will put their uh, work in the game so this is not like a mod because not all the work will get selected which is very important to understand uh, it's not like just getting free work done from people across the world because this is also getting paid and it, it's. I think it's a nice way of opening up a very big franchise. I think BGE is not a small franchise for Ubisoft and not the developers themselves. And for them having to open up the game in such a manner to just normal consumers to, uh, you know, uh, put their own artistic work in is is a big thing. Okay. And yeah, I do though. As as soon as that trailer, uh, that announcement came off, I immediately pinged a few of my artists. By the way, one of my artists is moving to Ubisoft to work as a concept artist for Beyond Good and Evil. And if you can see his art, he's on a Discord, and uh, he his art is very similar to uh, the stuff that's in there. And yeah, they, they, that's how they told him like your art is damn good. It's very similar to what we work on. Let's work. So. Many people on India have a lot of opportunity to work on this. I suggest all of you contribute to the Space Monkey program. I myself has, have given a few submissions when it comes to audio narration. And I keep uh, and I will keep uh, contributing. This is a great uh, opportunity for everybody to contribute to making this, making sure this game is the best version that it can be. Uh, hey, if, it, if it's if it's being you know inspired by Indian culture, I'm pretty sure Indians should be interested. Yeah, in yeah I, I think that's a big thing. Like uh, we haven't never seen a game or a movie or any kind of entertainment actually focus on Indo-futurism narrative, which is something I've been researching on quite a bit after the last trailer release from yeah, BTK. Yeah, right. Right. right, there is nothing on the internet regarding And this is huge and this is this is actually a pretty big thing. I mean like uh, yeah. Africa has its own uh, take on futurism called Afrofuturism and, the and mo- it's we also saw documented. that in Black Panther. We saw that in Black Panther. And the moment I saw that movie I was like wait how how awesome would it be to have something like that in India? And Beyond Good and Evil seems to be giving us that. Mm. 
I guess that pretty much summarizes all thoughts. I guess anybody else have yeah, any thoughts on Beyond Good and Evil? We've we've talked way too much about. Okay, yeah. Just the last plugin. Watch my streams. My live streams are beyond good and evil. To get more idea on why this is such an awesome game. Anyway, we move on to the next topic, which is the best gameplay and demo. And I guess we again were unanimous in this decision. I suppose uh, we all believe it. Yep, it is Ghost of Tsushima. So, guys, just when you first saw this, what did you think? Oh man, I was just excited for a samurai game finally after so long. And um the best part about the game apart from the graphics is the fact that uh, when they go into that combat stance, mm-hmm. it's not a lot of it 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 feels like actual samurai, right? So, Aman, uh, I want to uh, talk to you about that because uh they clearly said as the game mechanics it, it, they focus on this being mud, blood and steel were the three words they used. They said they want you to feel like a samurai so they're not going to have go for the quick combos that you see in the infamous games that they made yeah. they want you to predict and slowly adapt to the combat so it's going to be stiff yeah. and another thing they worked a lot on the blood mechanics so by the way uh, if anybody does not know this game is clearly inspired from Akira Kurosawa's uh, uh, movies which were very focused and you can see that so if you go and watch his movies and watch a video which is called the composition of movement which is when a samurai is really still in a frame but the environment around him moves right, a lot right right i i, I was uh, looking into this this is how they made the uh, bamboo forest and a lot of these uh, environments in this world as well right they focused yeah. a lot on the environment to make sure everything in the frame was moving right so you see the clouds there right that's dynamic yeah. that mechanic is dynamic so that it's really raining there and it's oh my keep- god Dynamic yeah. clouds in yeah. 2018. Dude, it's actually big deal when you consider how much movement is going around here. <laughs> Shut up. No, no, I'm just joking. Yeah. See, considering it's on consoles, it's definitely a huge <laughs> aspect of. It. By the way, yeah. So people started asking, uh, "Is this running on PS5?" And those guys were like, "That's a great compliment, but it's a PS4 Pro that it's running on." Mm-hmm. Okay. So beyond, and the craziest part is the blood mechanics. They really worked on the. Uh, on the way the blood splatters because that's a really important part in samurai movies if you've seen so when you at the moment you cut you will see a huge uh, variation of the way the blood splatters on the ground and that's that's i believe that's a really really nice touch they have decapitation as well in the game yeah yep they do yeah also another interesting all right, all right. Let, yeah. me, let me ask one very important question does this game have sudoku Sudoku. <laughs> ah, come on. Yeah, I believe it should. I believe it should. Play hmm. Tell me. Other, otherwise, it does not make a good, you know, samurai game. I mean, it does, but not uh, the best. Okay. I also think the setting is really interesting in that uh, most of the games we see uh, usually have a fantasy or a sci-fi element to this. This is this is mostly based on grounded in history. It's set in the feudal Japan when you know uh, Japan was being invaded by the Mongols in the island of Tsushima, and apparently it starts off with a samurai epic. But uh, you'll see the main character Jin change slowly because most of the samurais are losing the war to the Mongols, and he says he believes that his he has to change his ideas if he needs to survive. So you also see some elements of ninja gameplay in this as he you know. Starts platforming. Right. They, 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 they showcased. They hinted at that in the first trailer they revealed. 
last year right yes 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 uh, so that and something uh, i want to also mention something if you are looking at the combat right now hmm. you will mention that uh, if you follow japanese lore or if you follow sword fighting lore which is something that i have followed for quite some time fighting in uh, video games and movies are showed very wrong because they always show swords clashing with each other right right and if you know anything about swords you know that if swords clash with each other they are very likely to break which is mm-hmm. why it does not happen like that in real life in real life uh, when in sword fights a sword fight would end in one or two slices itself right. like whoever got the first uh, hit would be the winner basically right more or less and this game seems to have adopted that in its combat which is very nice i i uh, i did not think it would be possible to you know have that while also keeping the combat intense but it has that whole whole western vibe where you know western shoot, mexican shooter i think that i mean no the, that, like i said that's taking inspiration from the source it is movie is this game is inspired by akira kurosawa movies which the western movies were also inspired from so and in those movies if you see samurai battles they were authentic as hell if i if you guys haven't seen i highly recommend you guys watch seven samurais you watch ran you watch i think kimono just so i think that's there the, all of those are brilliant brilliant samurai epics you all need to watch those and this thing clearly plays homage to that because you can see the colors you can see the way the leaves fall off and oh, I, i just can't compliment you know the craziest part is this whole quest is supposedly a side quest a side quest side quest, yeah, yeah. No, I, i don't think that's the crazy part i think that's completely fine i mean this, this i i like the narrative and everything uh, yeah i i i i am blown away by other things rather than the side quest i expect narrative to be a good focus in sony so i expected this of them like i guess and where is nice it's nice and what else do you want from this game I I'm nothing. I just want a PS4 right now so I can. <laughs> Dude, the best part is the way he just stabbed the sword through a paper, uh, you know, paper curtain, paper door. <laughs> That's just so cool. Didn't you want to do that always in a samurai game? What? Stab someone with a sword? Of no, stab someone through a paper door. See, we don't yeah. have paper doors here. We have like big. We don't have samurais here, Anna. <laughs> yeah, one one thing i also want to mention is that there no uh, can you just confirm for this uh, for to me for about this for this mm-hmm. uh are there no health bars or anything in the game uh, no i think the hud is turned off uh i think they will oh. add something to it but beyond that i do i have no major information but i'm pretty sure the hud okay. is turned off I just hope when the herd is turned off, they don't show like thirty-five side quests like in Assassin's Creed or something. Yeah, because Sai Sai was pointing that out, so no help or one hit death. No, 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 no. They did think of one hit death, but then they found the game to be too unforgiving. Too tough. Okay, this right. part is especially incredible because not only do you see the aesthetics look very beautiful, but you see the camera angle slowly changes. It moves from the behind the shoulders slowly into this arcade Tekken format. Right. If you just think right. about it, yeah. the camera uh, slowly closes in on it so it actually feels like a duel and if you think about it there he changes stance a bit midways i guess if you think about if you watch it closely so there might be different ways to you know even parry and block and so it's not just window coating it's not just like press box or something to attack there seems to be a lot of yeah i agree it looks like a lot of the four for for runner mechanic 
which is very nice which is very very cool i guess yeah. nothing more needs to be said about this very very hype uh now uh, we move on to this one segment which is partly my favorite uh, it's like we all take one triple a game uh, which is which is not cyberpunk which is not uh, beyond good and evil hard mode we don't take last of us and we talk about one lesser known game which was overshadowed by many people so just to give uh, just to make sure we have an extensive coverage we start with aman aman uh which was which was a triple a game that uh, is not cyberpunk not beyond good and evil but still something that's worth talking about um i i, I would say for me it's definitely uh, dying light 2 dying light 2 Yeah, I did not see that coming. Uh, I loved what they showed off in gameplay. Mm-hmm. I have loved how they kept the previous game alive over the years. Mm-hmm. How they released DLC over DLC. How they and they didn't have to. Their game was successful when they launched it. They sold good amounts. Uh, they could have literally just ran away and people would have not followed. But they stuck around. They stuck around for all of this. And the one of the bigger reasons why I'm Excited for Dying Light Two is apart from the gameplay, which we know Techland does well because of the previous game. Uh, they have bloody. Uh, so, have you played? Wait, Witcher wait. 3? There's a lot of static in your. Uh... Yeah. Is it still there? It's a bit there, but yeah, better. Yeah, con- continue what you were saying. Right. Have you played Witcher Three? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the bloody Baron quest? Oh yes, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I read about this one. Yeah. So uh, the people who wrote the bloody Baron quest in uh, Witcher Three are the same people who are writing uh, the narrative yeah, direction that. for Dying Light Two this time. So apart from the gameplay and everything being a good thing, I am expecting uh, the narration to be uh, pretty up there as well. Plus, uh, cons- choices have consequences this time. Like there's, uh, they, they, I won't say it's RPG mechanic, but Uh, you get to choose who which kind of factions you support in the game mm-hmm. and depending on which factions you support the game will changes if you're supporting it oh, right there's this peace players peacekeepers and there's yeah. the other one if which you are basically support- basically the uh, police of that world yeah. uh, they go into an authoritarian world kind of thing if you support the raiders you will go into a more ruthless world where yeah you will uh, i've heard world. somebody talk about it if you if somebody uh, has a ruthless uh, if somebody goes sides right. with a ruthless world uh, the whole world seems like dreary and desolate if you go with the peacekeepers you see some grass and like last of us kind of environment where you know you see the civilization regrowing a bit at least uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know why anybody so wouldn't side with the peacekeepers that way uh they they did show that peacekeepers can become too authoritarian basically oh yeah i mean that always happens it happened in the real yeah. world yeah but but it's still an interesting approach that dying light is taking after dying light the pre- like the previous game was amazing okay yeah. i played more all throughout the previous game i played the original game twice actually mm-hmm. so i am hyped i am hyped for dying light 2 and the game looks beautiful like the textures the traversal the fighting everything looks much better than before and so i'm really excited to see how what they do and they have been very strict about the narrative narrative this time around so should be interesting right and what would you be your lesser pick of the e3 like a game that you think nobody has heard about uh, lesser pick lesser pick i am I'm i mean i think you should use push to talk right I don't know about lesser pick honestly. I... Okay. 
maybe gears tactics gears tactics <laughs> tell us a bit about gears tactics man at least so i am a big fan of xcom type uh-huh. games so it looks like something similar but uh, as they said in the press conference it's a bit more fast paced mm-hmm. so should be interesting to see how that comes out but yeah in like i'm i'm looking forward to it apart from lesser known games i don't know i, I i'm forgetting everything right now anup anup let's let's move yep, to I'm you here. then what is your most hyped game that is not you know one of the uh, most i know um see uh, it was going to be dying light 2 but uh, since like aman has talked a lot for me is sea of shadows from ea it sea of solitude like i mean you mean solitude solitude yeah, yeah. whatever it is it's like like forgot the name see it's not it's not that well known hmm. <clears throat> even to me but yeah that game like i pointed out to you that it has a lot of thematic uh, inspiration from lovecraft and all the other uh, you know what survival horror games and genres that we have seen in pop, like pop up in the uh, pop culture universe right. over the couple of years like it takes a lot of inspiration it also has a very journey vibe to it mm-hmm. so that is something i really liked about it mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, for the most part ea original the program that is bringing uh, new games that are very innovative and all that the program has been successful like we have gotten unravel we have gotten a way out we're getting unravel too so like sea of solitude be one of uh one of the hidden uh titles out there that i think will be a triple a worthy game if they can support it properly uh, i am really excited for this game as well dude, to be honest I really, really, really I mean, think that I mean, we were, we were, we were kind of freaking out over it, like you know, thinking about the plot and themes and all that. Yeah. So yeah, it it definitely deserves a spot. I think this is one of the highlights of uh, it. Uh, yeah, it, it it definitely like uh, I'm I am going to go out on a limb and say like EA's worthless. Like yeah, there were no like games to be freaked out about. Like Anthem was. Anthem was not, Are you not freaked out about FIFA 19? No. <laughs> like outright no. FIFA, Madden, <laughs> NFL, do not give a shit. And Command and Conquer Rivals was oh my god. Uh, apart from Battlefield 5, only the two games that I was actually like you know really I'm really looking forward to is Unravel 2 and uh, Sea of Solitude. That's it. Like, okay. Those three games. Uh, yeah. and uh, if i have to go uh, talk about a lesser very lesser known game it would be uh, raji oh nagi ke na rendi folks yeah so like it's and for those who don't know it's built by the people over at nascom so um, it's from india focuses on like you know focuses on india itself and uh, i i mean I haven't done a lot of. I haven't looked it up that much, but I was seeing the NASCOM page, and they were very, very excited for uh, because uh, Microsoft got to. My, I mean, Microsoft featured them on their uh, montage and all that. By the so, way, they've yeah, also been nominated for Unreal's Unreal Dog Award. Ah, that's that's nice. See, yeah. Like, I mean, a lot of things are happening for India, and I can see 
the community and the industry growing even if it's very slowly and everything so definitely it's a worthy um, inclusion into the choices that we are making yeah and what do you mean what do you think this really means further for the indian gaming industry because i know a lot of people are giving raji a flag uh, plenty but it got an exclusive deal with uh, xbox yeah i mean i mean if you are getting feature i mean if microsoft regardless of whatever policies whatever games whatever reputation microsoft has been garnering over the years the very fact that a company like microsoft is willing to give you a platform a platform like e3 where you can showcase your indie game from india that you guys have what like a team of what 20 people 40 people have created mm-hmm. that's a huge thing that's a huge thing for uh, a small team like that much less like it's an indie game indie game getting featured on e3 like how many have you seen True. apart from apart from devolver digital and some random games from the big publishers indies do not get indies do, apart from like what devolver and pc gaming show these two uh, shows these two press conferences are the focus point of indie games and pretty much no one watches them as uh, like, I, from what from what i can gather around the internet no one watches them because uh, quote unquote it's shit so, I, i would also like to point out like uh... in the indian indie games get more support from foreign nations and foreign uh, conferences than from india yeah. like, and this is something i've supposed seen in a very upfront manner as i've been working in the last 3 4 years in india as a game journalist then as a marketing guy and a lot of things right people don't like supporting indie games in india because they think the communities aren't too big around the game do you think that the games aren't going to be huge um for me i feel if just a personal perspective it doesn't matter it because at the end of the day it's like people who are trying to create art if someone is trying to create art and this is gaming industry at the end of the day is an artistic industry right, right. it definitely is yeah if someone is trying to create art uh, we should encourage it and i don't see that encouragement happening in india and it's good to see a game like raji which is from india go uh, be featured even for 5 seconds if necessary at uh, some place like microsoft uh, press yeah, conference it's it's a huge thing for them because even an indian most uh, expos a gaming expos or anything like that indian indie games don't get featured at all so nice nice uh, nice uh, to see to get a broad exposure abroad it's yeah. only going to go upwards from here guys it's only going to go upwards yeah. it's funny times for sure for sure So now it's my turn, and you know, hold your horses for this time because I have a lot to say about this game. Uh, a lot. The game that I am going to be talking about is, in fact, Control. Okay, so uh, for those of you guys uh, who, I guess, were um, wondering what was what was Remedy Entertainment up to, I think I put a lot of statuses uh, around. So if you guys look at the scene, Control uh, Remedy Entertainment was having quite a rough patch after Quantum Break, which did not pan out as uh, as uh, they wanted it to, uh, and they uh, cancel. I think they canceled the exclusivity deal with Microsoft. And for a few people, people were wondering if they would go indie or not. Uh, then Five X Five picked them up. They're like, "Hey, we know you are pretty much very very good developer. You're going to do a lot." And they came up with this really weird, very weird game that's. Um, 
sort of like Twin Peaks meets Inception. So you have this uh, mid thirties agent called Jessie. First of all, I love that there's a female character in her thirties. It gives a really nice twist. She has been assigned the director of this Federal Bureau Federal Bureau of Control, and she uh, she has to take access. She has to go inside this place called the oldest house, and inside there she finds out a lot of things that should not be there. If you look at the footage, you. She finds the people who are just frozen up in the air, and if they fall down, they just they just go nuts on her. And she has this gun, which which is its own, which has its own lore. If somebody has watched Blam, the uh, they might find this similar. The gun ha- is made up of cubes which shape shifts along as you keep getting upgrades and does a lot of different things. You have a lot of telekinesis powers as well, like the uh, fans of Star Wars Force Awakens will know. But beyond all of the sci-fi shit that's going on. There's a lot of demonic stuff also going on. If somebody has watched Twin Peaks or you know Warehouse Thirteen, you'll understand that this place has a lot of secrets. And certain times, this uh, this girl turns the lamp on; it completely changes the room. And what's scary is that the main character is not exactly uh, scared about all this. It feels like she too has certain secrets that she's hiding. Uh, and she keeps saying, like you know, always forwards, never backwards. I am in complete control, um, which is very well. And, and certain things are just bizarre. Like she meets a person who uh, uh, who is staring at a fridge, and he's like, "Dude, I've been asked to stare at this fridge for for a day now because if I look away from this fridge, the world is going to explode." And he's like, "I I need somebody to tap me out. I can't do this forever." And you have some bizarre things going on. I know. Why are you looking at the gameplay right now? I already have, and yeah, I mean, it's basically a lot of weird game, lot of weird uh, genres, and you know, themes meeting into one game. And I know this is going to be a first in like many games, which will be in a shared universe. So right. That is also something very interesting, and like. Uh, see, like when I first saw the uh, what concept art or the uh, promotional art, it was very much reminiscent of the uh, Quantum Break uh, promotional art. If you remember, yeah, just like Quantum Break, a second chance for them. Yeah, and I mean, I'm hoping that there there might be a chance where these two games they can actually like you know cross over or anything. If they, even if there's a chance. Hmm. So like that's a whole different that gives it a whole different twist. So definitely one of the very interesting titles out there. Another thing I wanted to tell you, Aman and Arab, is that this another first for Remedy uh, is uh, uh, the, this game is a Metroidvania. It's not a it's not a linear game. If you remember, this is a huge departure for Remedy games apart from ditching Microsoft. It's like all the other games previously have been pretty linear. If you look at Alan Wake, if you look at Max Payne, this one is going to be Metroidvania, where if you go forwards, you will unlock certain key items which can go back and unlock other places, which lead to a lot of side avenues. And Amal, you apparently are not a fan of horror, and <coughs> yeah, uh, tell us about your experience with horror. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to bring out my childhood traumas right now? <laughs> Let us know. Um, uh, I don't play horror games mostly because I'm scared. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the story of my me not playing horror games. 
बट वट यू थिंक फ्रॉम दिस बिजार लाइक एडवेंचर टॉकिंग अबाउट कंट्रोल it feels unique honestly it does not feel horror it more feels like something uh, um i don't know it it feels very unique to the point that i am very interested to play it mostly because it also looks a uh, lot like uh, what's that game quantum quantum break quantum break right it looks a lot like that right and the graphics right. in there were like amazing plus the story wasn't that bad either but mm-hmm. if they can take this but my problem with quantum break was it was too cliched in a lot of parts right i guess uh, the, it still felt that they were trying a lot of new things and it didn't quite work for them it felt like they were trying a lot of mainstream methods when they were making quantum break i feel like they do not have that um um restrictions in this game which mm-hmm. is nice which is nice, nice to see what the what they will be able to do with all of this right. so i'm interested but like Again, this is not the kind of horror games I'm scared of. I'm scared of like jump scares. Imagine. Oh, Resident Evil, Evil Two, games. more yeah. like Resident Evil games. I get it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Uh, so <laughs> my second lesser-known game is this is a game that I've been looking forward since 2015. It is Dreams. Uh, so if you guys can see this, uh, this game. I believe it's going to be really huge because I've heard a lot of game developers and game makers talking about how they've worked through many different, uh, you know, indie engines, and they believe that this one is the best. You can do everything with this. So uh, the concept is you can uh, a lot of people can make games using the game maker tools that they have in this, and you can string along seven dreams uh, based on everything. So if you're like Arnab is like I'm in the mood for some depression right now, and he can <laughs> he, he can click depression and through the search he can make seven different Wait, games what? made by seven different people, which can which you can like uh, very smoothly jump in and jump out from like from one dream to the other dream to other dream. So not only are they individual games, but together they make a complete different package as well. And I've seen some of the gameplay Arnab. It's so ridiculous, right? So there's this guy. uh suppose you can record uh how you want the environment to behave and then that's exactly how the environment will behave in a game so suppose you want a uh, certain platforms to fall down it's as easy as this you just press the record button and and you just uh make the platforms fall down through the uh, tools that they have and then you pr- uh, press end recording and that's exactly how it will happen in once the game is done so it's that easy and if you saw the sony press conference uh, you saw in middle of their uh, in middle of their game announcements they were having these brief glimpses of uh, uh, of uh, musicians playing through dreams right they further explain how uh, that is done they they show they show people uh, playing the music you can by the way compose music in this game and it's not like you have to be a musical genius there are notes you can repeat notes you can like plug them in you can reloop them and just make a proper musical note and then if there's a person playing you can again press record and you can just you know tweak the person's hand movement a bit and have him swing around and then just play that on loop and it'll seem like they're performing in a band circus kind of thing and oh this is so crazy you can give it to another person and that person can remix your tracks and your gameplay and whatever even your whole level and it'll come like it'll come on the menu like level designed by this guy level designed by anub level remix by aman and there's another crazy idea is like you can create your own room like in little big planet 
you can create your own room and you can have this portal as to this is my garden full of assets it's like suppose you you're really obsessed with trees so you can make your whole garden full of trees and uh, the whole world can know like yeah they, this guy is known for his great assets when it comes to trees and people can take that from you and put it in their game so it's this creating this really great hub for game developers which i think is a really really big deal and uh i did you f- check out dreams yeah and i'm pretty sure i'm going to drown the entire world in depression uh, 10 out of 10 <laughs> no i really think this thing is going to be a big deal aman did not uh, is not very convinced but like i said like i said i'm definitely willing to drown the entire world <laughs> uh so that's that's my take anyway now we move on to the news segment and finally finally we're going to talk about cyberpunk i know people are giving us a lot of flack for this but yes we are going to talk about cyberpunk and one of the major announcement is guys if you saw cyberpunk uh, we didn't see a lot of gameplay but few of the people did uh and what they said was there is no way this game is in the current gen like th- that's how it feels because there's just so much detail in this there's like people have their own subculture going on people have their own uh uh gangs they room in the uh, room in a proper order the detail is even more than rockstar's gta games and it feels like a 7 year old a game 7 years in the future has been pulled into current existence but cd project red has addressed that and they're saying like no we are definitely targeting it for current consoles and what do you guys think of it what do you guys think of cyberpunk see project red just saying hey i mean yeah fine we'll we'll just like bully our people together i mean make sure whatever happens <laughs> that this thing is going to come on current gen i mean i'm expecting good things out even even despite i go around <laughs> online saying bg2 is such a cyberpunk hmm. um i'm expecting good things out of cyberpunk honestly like everything that we have re- we have got to know about cyberpunk only points towards good things and this is a similar reception that uh, i remember which is three having back in back before it was being released in around 2014 and 2013 when they were showing those to um, uh, media people and they had a similar reaction back then so i am honestly excited i what am i expecting out of it i'm expecting do sex in an open world with more things to do basically Right. and not a short game right so in that sense i am i'm really excited to see something like this and and they're not holding back in the gore dismemberment oh duty. oh i need Or to tell you about, yeah if you've seen the gameplay you know there's like they have these harvesters things going no on no one has seen gameplay though uh, no but i've i've heard i've listened to a lot of uh, videos that right. have talked about the gameplay there are these harvesters going on which like pretty much pull people's skins out of their uh, bodies right. so like right. expect a lot of gore in this game but anybody who has who is a huge fan of the cyberpunk genre like i am i've, I've sunk hours into you know akira novels i've sent i've been a huge blade runner fan of red everything there is in cyberpunk culture so anybody who knows knows that cyberpunk is a dark dark genre You, you it's not a pretty place if if, yeah. if you're a fan of art then this game is probably not for you but i know what do you think about this this game actually being there for current gen yeah i'm, I'm like honestly next gen is i think we are expecting way too much of the industry right now come on seriously take it slow let the games develop let the generation 
have have its own time then move on have like you know play games safely so that you can move on to the next generation in a much more stable way i rush it but like apart from that cyberpunk i mean honestly cd project red has proved the proved their worth and it's very much a good deal to give them their much needed time and uh, let's see where it goes and like you guys said it's a very dark and gritty universe otherwise it wouldn't be cyberpunk so uh, so for for because you mentioned that take your time and everything i don't uh, honestly speaking i don't expect cyberpunk before end of next year uh, yeah no it's not coming before end of next year I'm yeah it's like right 2020 yeah. 2020 q1 q2 but dude like i'm just expecting so much personality from this game so apparently in the metro you saw those lines those are all the lines you can go to and every there are slums all over and there are novels worth of just slangs that people use in this game so the scope of this game is way beyond anything we have seen so i mean yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing what they so people say that the spiders yeah no go on Despite us chilling us so much about Beyond Good and Evil 2, people think we hate Cyberpunk. We don't. We are very excited. <laughs> we are very, very excited for all the games. Yeah, we are, I am genuinely excited for Cyberpunk also because like uh, this game is doing something that other open world games haven't done. Um, is that it has a lot of? If you've read articles about Cyberpunk, it has a lot of verticality to it. Right, yeah. right. You can see those. Uh, uh, there's this girl who, uh, in the trailers we saw, who gets these like uh, blades out of her hands and she can like climb up the uh the buildings and that's a mechanic yeah. apparently yeah yeah apart from that uh, something to mention is like that this uh, the, the open world the night city that you're going to exploring right right it's it's not just the city you'll be exploring buildings themselves have societies inside them right like what most of the writers yeah. uh, most of the journalists wrote right, right? every building you uh, can travel and there's something going on in that room every room yeah in that building in the, in every room in every floor There's something different going on, and there are several buildings like these, uh, where there are tons of floors like up and down, uh, for you to explore. So it'll be very interesting. And like apparently V's apartment is in one of these mecha buildings, mm-hmm. uh, where you go. And I think we also saw some pictures where we can see light coming in. Like right now, if you see the video, mm-hmm. you see light coming down inside the building through some shafts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it has this vibe. Uh, if you've seen players, player, player, what is that name? Player zero one, player, ready, ready one. player one, ready player one, right? Right. It has uh, similar vibes of aesthetic vibes. Right. Uh, when it comes to slum areas, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. It will be interesting to see how. That plays out in an open world RPG setting, yeah. like yeah, guess, combat plays out specially. Yeah, I guess Ready Player One Two can be considered a cyberpunk uh, genre. It was full cyberpunk, but it was a more uh, it was more lighthearted take. So it's, it didn't yeah. exactly it had the cyberpunk settings, but it's not exactly a genre. Yeah, they but tried to show off some of the dystopian stuff, but they did not go all out. Basically, yeah. it was cyberpunk, but for kids. Yeah, so, so that's a huge deal, and. That wraps. <laughs> yeah. That wraps up that. But, but on that note, uh, Phil Spencer did announce. Did, did you guys hear that Xbox, the next, they're already work. They are working. Yeah. To no surprise, they're working on the next Xbox, but expect it in a couple of years. So that is official. So if this is coming out in 2020, and the next Xbox Two is coming out somewhere around 2020, do you think it could be a cross-gen title? Oh, of course. I expect uh, even if. Um... 
cyberpunk isn't uh, i don't expect cyberpunk to take full, uh, i feel like cyberpunk will be slow at least somewhat downgraded for consoles mm-hmm. uh, given, given what i have given what i have read on online right no i completely agree with you this this generation for example one of the biggest things about this generation was about glass breaking about environmental destruction and right. all of that right next generation will be about how the ripple effects of environmental destruction take on to other like nearby environments as well like one thing that they uh, mentioned in the i don't know how true this is okay so take my word with a grain of salt but one of the things that they mentioned in one of the articles about cyberpunk is that when you fire a bullet uh, you can literally see the water beneath the bullet like ripple away Whoa. even if the even even if the bullet is not touching the water Whoa. so knows a different level of uh, detailing in the world that we haven't seen yet and like it it's something that we have seen in witcher like uh, arnab uh, you will know this when garel does the art sign right the yeah. water shifts under him even if there are puddles right hmm. and uh, i feel like they're using a similar tech to in cyberpunk which right. is why i don't think i for sure think that Uh, it will be slow slightly downgraded um, in current gen consoles because i think it will take 16 gb of ram minimum mm-hmm. with whatever uh, with the amount of texture they're showing on screen right if we had to believe the current footage we are seeing is in engine mm-hmm. you will need 16 gb of ram minimum to run this game period <laughs> right. right makes sense if you are running it at a slower uh, ram uh, with ram requirement you are definitely having to cut out a few things here and there uh which i expect and so i expect it to be cross gen for sure very good like and i don't expect uh, xbox one or ps5 to come out before 2021 either so yeah and again i don't expect this game to come out anytime before 2020 so it's a good time <laughs> to be cross gen also right right those are good predictions anyway so yeah. we move on to uh, next segment which is about surprising i know most people here are not big fans but uh sony has come into a huge flack for uh, for its whole uh, i think cro- lack of cross support rather uh, when it yeah. comes to when it comes to their fortnite thing uh, anybody uh, up to date with this news Uh, so apparently the thing is Fortnite. Talking about the crossplay, right? Yeah, the crossplay. So uh, the thing is, while uh, they have Sony has uh, support for its PC devs and the uh, uh, for the PC devs as well as the uh, iOS uh, Android devs, uh, it does not give support for Nintendo and Xbox. You cannot take your uh, uh, Fortnite account from uh, from Nintendo and take it to. Uh, PS4, it'll it'll just not compatible. They'll say that this is not going to happen. And people, the first thing that they've said, they've taken to Twitter and they're like, "Please, Sony, fix it." And what do you guys think about it? Um, I, I mean, yeah, Fortnite is probably the biggest game that is going around right now. Of course, people want to play it. So the flag is warranted. While I won't say it. While I won't say it's well deserved, I will say they should. It's expected. I mean, I will go on a limb and actually be harsh on Sony. I mean, am I actually glad that this is happening? Because at least now Sony has to respond with the kind of a widespread response it has. I mean, this could be a huge deal breaker because immediately after this, Xbox tweeted out to them uh, to, to uh, Nintendo. 
एक्सबॉक्स लाइक हे निंटेंडो वर प्ले फोर्ट नाइट लेटर एंड दिस सपोर्ट इज ह्यूज वेन इट कम्स टू द गेम्स लाइक फोर्ट नाइट बिकॉज पीपल वॉन्ट द स्किन्स पीपल वॉन्ट द कैरेक्टर प्रोग्रेशन टू हैपन इन सोनी एंड दे डोंट जस्ट वॉन्ट दे डोंट जस्ट वॉन्ट टू हैव द प्रोग्रेशन गो स्केल बैक टू जीरो एंड दैट्स गोट हर्ट द कॉन्सोल इन द लॉन्ग रन सो अमन वॉट डू थिंक अबाउट दैट um in the long run will it hurt console i don't know honestly i feel like there are a lot of ang- as an annoying thing and i hope sony listens and fixes it but i i don't uh, see any long term ramifications to be honest see one thing i would like to mention that is if they are actually not going to reimburse the people who have spent money on the skins and everything that might be a very big problem because that's that's something uh, a huge issue like you don't take money from someone and then say oh yeah we can't yeah, give we you can't the money back or neither we can give you the uh, content back that's a bit problematic i think yeah, uh, can... no no it's the situation more like no you can purchase uh, uh, everything around that that's no problem Sorry, but so no the pro- the thing is you can purchase everything in the game as it is no problem but your account won't carry over to a nintendo console or, or a microsoft console which i find funny cuz they have no problem it being to a pc so i believe so it it's not a technical problem it's more of them wanting to lock players down to their console i feel and have them purchase dlcs and all these skins on their platform i believe I'm yeah a, i mean okay yeah. okay now i get it because see uh, 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 i'm echoing you yeah, echoing a lot it feels it, it feels it's so petty though yeah it does feel very petty. very petty yeah yeah i mean uh, warframe has had its uh, what uh, like warframe every now and then has a couple of account transfers where uh, they let pc players transfer their accounts from the pc version to the console versions of their respective consoles right and of course there is no backward compatibility into in regards to that but again uh, whatever the and they mention it because uh, there is no backward compatibility uh, because like the bo- uh, like the both the consoles and the pc version are running on a much different timeline pc gets their update way faster because the consoles have to go through certification and all that jazz but again it's like you're treating uh, one gameplay one aspect of the game for another you're treating in early access exclusivity for uh, your uh, like convenience of playing so like yeah that's a fair trade i would say but if you're locking down players like that that might just become a problem in the long run so I hope Sony has thought this out and I hope it pays off for them. If it doesn't well yeah they're going to lose a lot of players. Yeah I mean if if they stay quiet it's only going to harm them in the long run but like whatever. Yeah whatever. Yeah. Hopefully there's something hope we 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 will hear definitely from Sony something. They can't be quiet about this. It's a huge PR thing right now. So Who was playing Fortnite in this? Yeah I have no idea. Uh Right. Anyway, we that concludes our topic for the day, and we are done. Uh, any last thoughts, by the way, guys? BG two is better than Cyberpunk. 
Very well said. I could not have agreed more. These are the most wisest words in the wow, history of all. Pretty sure. Yeah, thanks for joining the podcast, guys. I think uh, we are done for the day. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see you guys on the next podcast where you where we don't shill a product outright in on the podcast. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Bye, and watch my stream for Beyond Good and Evil. Bye.